This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Can you say hard hats, folks? Hard hats, lunch pails, steel to a boots? Anything short of a championship this year is a failure. Look really at this boomer right here. You've just got so much talent here. Somebody said we need to apologize for Jalen. Can I pull the John? What are we apologizing for? What do we say? What do we do? <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. Oh, wasn't there. Uh, Ahmed uh, knows uh, you're demanding. He wasn't there to trail it out for you. It's okay. I'll let it slide. I wasn't on the last show where I would have reminded him. You are correct. You are correct. And he I made heard an outro. Outro. I heard there's a nice outro. He made it without I, you. I heard I might be part of it. He did make it without me, but. <clears throat> with you in mind. He also showed it to me in advance, too. So I did get sneaky. He, he, he made it with you in mind. Uh, so yeah. we are here. Jimmy Toscano, John Zanis, The Garden Report. What's up, dude? Those of you, you guys are watching live. You are looking live, or you could be watching on replay. And if you are, well, what's up, dudes? Live. Yeah, good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are watching it, if you're not live, or if even if you are. <clears throat> uh, yeah, or you could be listening. You could be listening to the audio version of the show, which is available. Uh, and you can always kind of run it back, play some greatest hits. People don't realize uh, it's available on Spotify, I feel like. They just don't think that it is. Well, it is, folks. Jimmy, did you fog up? Yeah, I did. I did fog up. You gonna be all right? Um, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. <laughs> I'm just gonna wipe the screen a little bit. You know, if I go really, <laughs> if I go really close and then back up, sometimes it. Nope, still didn't work. We'll yes, we don't plug it, Blorp. We don't, because you guys are here, and we don't feel the need to plug it to the people who are here, because you're here. Because you're here. Defeats the purpose, but you're right. There's an audio version. On the days that you're not here, you can catch it, obviously, on replay and audio. Um, good game. Good too. win. Good win. Um, Josue, and Bo- Jos- Josue and Bobby at the Garden, they'll be joining us in a bit. But Bo- Yes. Hot. Hot Jimmy. Hot guy. Hot guy. Not hot guy. Uh, Big difference. Not hot guy, but the hot guy. Um, what are we doing about Mahomes? Mahomes can't deny him, John. What does that mean? does that mean i don't talk about Mahomes because i can't stand the chiefs love Mahomes. you know john yeah, john's like a Mahomes soy boy i love Mahomes. i don't know why he's not like that likable at all i just i marvel at him he's, he's not amazing his whole family is unlikable not it goes beyond him oh the rest of them suck i just i can't i can't i watching him play is just i just yeah, he's, I, yeah you can't deny that he's a good player but he's I not marvel at him He's not Tom Brady, and he never will be. You want to know why? Because Tom Brady Cause beat Because he's going to surpass him. Yeah. Tom Brady, no, Tom Brady beat him twice. So as far as I'm concerned, that debate's already over. Anyway, uh, good win tonight. Bobby's going to be coming in hot with his Zion sucks takes. Um, oh, which painful. Which I'm just – I'm preparing myself for it. Running the stats. Yeah. <sighs> Listen, I don't know how you... Zion, Zion, 
We'll get into Zion a little bit later. Anyway, it's great comeback by the Celtics tonight. Great comeback win. Jimmy's trying not to make these jokes tonight, people. So you're going to have to make them for him. <laughs> I know. You know what? There's a restaurant in the North End called uh, Table. <laughs> no lie, John. There's a restaurant Eat called the Table. <laughs> if I know Zion, he is going there after the game because he I eats saw the a table. Belly. He's going to eat Zion when he eats. He eats the table you know what it, it that that restaurant is designed to it's like a family style restaurant it is like one big table and it's supposed to be shared between like i don't know 10 people but like that's the type of place where i feel like he would go and just rent and just rent the table just one how many how many sets of you, you, <laughs> basically you know how fat you are when you order and they put however many sets of cutlery of stuff plasticware they put in the bag yeah when you or when you order for one and there's four sets of uh plasticware yeah. in there and you're like yeah. no, <laughs> one will do this one <laughs> that's all uh, i got yeah how, or, or it's actually worse when they ask you like how many um how many sets of utensils do you uh just one one that's yeah, it's, it's my food me. give it to me give me my <laughs> food please uh quick quick zion We'll get into the game itself. Nice to win a game like this after you've lost a couple with not great uh, execution. Um, nice to win a game where you were ice cold from three uh, and uh, and were able to pull it around. Nice to win a game where you went on a run and the other team kind of reverted to ISO ball and went on, uh, you know, you know, went ice cold and, you know, you imposed their will on them. This was great. Um great win there but i do want to quickly give my zion moment before bobby comes in here yeah. and it turns into a full-on brawl I, yeah. I, I you and i feel the same about this guy i this is an mvp if he drops 40 pounds he is ridiculous it, it just his the speed his quickness he's 50 pounds overweight at least and he is so quick and fast. He's not even jumping. He, he, Scal made a great comment in the game. He he literally goes by people like they're it. The, it doesn't even matter. Like they're not there. The defense doesn't matter. He just slices his way to the to to the basket, and then his finesse is what blows my mind. He's a good dribbler. He's a good passer. He made a couple bad turnovers late, but. He, his finesse, oh my God, this is an That's this the is difference. A 30, 35 point per game MVP if he just took it seriously. He's that good. Like most dominant force since Shaq if he just took it seriously. It's unreal. He, he, he he's, he's Shaq, but like obviously not as – not like height-wise, but he's Shaq but with like finesse. You know, Shaq, yeah. he's pretty much – you know, Shaq had a pretty little like – you know, hook and all that stuff. And he had some, good no, I'm saying post. physically dominant, but just yeah, the physical. No, yeah. but, but Zion, yeah. I mean, his burst is, is still there. I mean, he, he can just bully you around and then, yeah, it's the finesse around the rim. And some of those finishes tonight at the, at the uh, basket, the way he just like went, I don't even know how he, he, he did it. He had one that yeah. went so high up the glass and just, yeah. The yeah. one spins it up high. It, oh my it God. honestly is a damn shame. We're, we're being, he's robbing us of just like an unbelievable talent because he really yes. is. His generational type enemy. of talent yeah yeah and I, I mean listen he's still young enough where he can figure it out but i don't know if it's going to take a change of scenery sometimes that's i don't know if he ever figures it out fully it's going to take a lot it's going to take a lot but you could see it tonight i mean we don't you know we don't get to watch him as much because they, they don't have the games on national tv anymore but it it's still there it's he's still got it he just needs to again he needs to not when when the 
when the Pelicans go back to the hotel tonight, they cannot drive past the North End because I think they'll take a left turn down Hanover Street, and that might be the last time we see Zion. Like those are yeah. the things you got to really focus on off the court. So, but yeah, yeah. he's unreal talent. And, and um, John, we we had a famous debate about you know Zion Ingram versus Tatum Brown. To be that's that that's on ice right now. That debate's on ice right now. Um, but point I think at the time was. Before we thought, before we knew that Eon, that Zion could eat himself out of the league, was that these were two extremely talented young players that you should be able to, should be able to build a franchise around. Now, Pelicans yeah. haven't been able to, and a lot of that has, is because of Zion. Um, but you can see tonight the way that the Pelicans started this game; they were more aggressive. You can see the way that they can score, whether it's McCollum, Ingram, Williamson. The problem is, and Scal mentioned it, they're not consistent. So you saw it tonight. Tonight was like a microcosm of, I think, probably what that team is or the, their season is. They come out in bursts. They can all of a sudden they can drop ten in within a minute, and then they go into these lulls. This game was all about runs from like whether it was the Pelicans or the Celtics. It was just one extreme to the next. And man, the Celtics could not have started any colder from from beyond the arc. I mean, the the mid range and the and at the rim was was okay, but the three points. Uh, cold as can be, stemming from that Clippers loss. So, um, got to give them credit for that coming was, out. It was a bad half. start with that, right? Like, yeah. After having that miserable, miserable um, shooting game against the Clippers, hangover. To, yeah. To come out as cold as they were uh, to start the game was uh, was was definitely not great. Um, and obviously, they pulled it out. Uh, Derek White. Derek White, guy. fourth quarter, man. <laughs> Got his groove back a little bit um, because that was again uh, he he's been cold for a little bit from three uh, and he started this game bad too I think one for eight or one yeah, for seven he was from missing three everything one. missed yeah. the halftime shot that was wide open um, but that fourth quarter he hit that one th- no he he did something I think in the paint and then he hit a three like five quick points and then from that point on he went into he went into another another uh, level so. I got to give the guards credit tonight because it was Drew Holiday. I think for most of this game, I thought Holiday was their most consistent player from start to finish. Yeah. And then Derek White turned it on. Uh, but then again, you look at this box score you, or just watching the game, Tatum and Brown combined for, I think, close to 50 or or 50. So it's like they found Not only that to contribute too. They almost both had triple doubles. Uh, yeah. 21 rebounds between the two of them, seven and eight assists respectively. Um, it, it was you know, really the second for, half. Yeah. Crazy games. Tatum finishes with 10 and 8. Uh, Brown finishes 11 rebounds, 7 assists. Uh, you know, super impressive um, the way they got that going. Neither one shot well from three. Uh, Tatum had a really bad turnover game tonight. Jalen Brown, zero turnovers tonight. Zero and turnovers. He took Zion, he took Zion and forced a turnover uh, late in that fourth, yep. too. He did. He did. Um, so, you know, good all-around games from those guys. Holiday was good when everyone else was bad. That made it twice as good. Twice as important because a lot of people are struggling and Holiday was hitting shots and he was be able to get to the basket some uh, and he was playing well. And I mean, he did the best I guess he could matched up with Zion a couple of times, but they didn't have anybody who was going to who was matching up there. No, I mean, he was physical. But you know what? He gave it right back to Zion. I thought he was physical on the offensive end um, when he found himself uh, up against him. So it was back. It, 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 you're not going to you're not going to stop Zion if Zion gets into bully mode. And, and it's just, you know, it's a testament Impossible. to Holiday. Yeah, I mean, the guy, yeah. Holiday's always getting those types of matchups. And 
you know, you got to tip your cap to him for taking him on and just doing the best he can. But I mean, Zion hit some pretty, you know, you watch that game back, you'll see him hit some pretty ridiculous shots at the rim and whatnot. So um, if you're, if you're a Pelicans fan or if you're a Pelicans player, you're pissed off tonight because this was a game where you didn't play that poorly. You actually played pretty damn well. You just happened to play against one of the better teams in the NBA and they turned it on in the second half. But man, the talent, the talent is there. I mean, um, Trey Murphy, the third, uh, hit some big shots for them. They have the guys. It's just, I don't know if I don't watch enough for the Pelicans. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's just lack of execution or if it's just, they don't have the right veterans in place, but they just don't put it all together in the Celtics. I, you got to give them credit for whatever adjustments they were able to make it, um, at halftime. I think a lot of it was just missed shots, John. I mean, they were just missing three after three after three. And you had to hope that, you know, it was going to even out at some point and, and it did. So, and we, one guy we haven't mentioned, and well, we haven't mentioned a couple of guys, but I got to got to give Al Horford a little bit of credit to, tonight too. I thought he got better as the game went on. He got physical um, again against some of the younger, more you know, younger um, bigs in the league. Again, in, in you know, obviously Zion Ingram and, and those players um, had a big grown man, dad strength, um, offensive rebound and putback uh, in that fourth quarter tonight that I thought was huge for them. Yep. And for what it's worth, and everyone's going to make a big deal about it, but, like, you know, this is where, like, I, the conversation bores me a little bit on the too many threes situation. I, I, I'll always favor the easy basket over the three because an easy basket is an easy basket. When I'm talking easy basket, I'm saying getting all the way to the cup, creating easy baskets, you know, through passing, not just driving into people and trying to win ISO matchups, you know, where there's help defense coming over and shooters falling out of bounds and creating transition opportunities the other way. I mean, easy baskets, you create easy baskets and easy looks by working the ball, by, you know, working some matchups. I always think that that's the favorite, but you know, if the Celtics stopped shooting threes tonight because they were cold and went away from it, they lose the game. Um, the, mm -hmm. the three ball got them back in it. So I, you know, again, I think they're not hugely different than a lot of different teams. You want to see them be able to get those easy baskets as well and not be that entirely reliant on it, but that's their formula. And so they got to kind of stay with it, even when it's not going great. And it was going bad again after such a miserable game against the Clippers and they had to keep shooting and they did. Um, and that actually won them the game. Yeah. I mean, listen, the, you go down 15 or whatever it was in the first half, and then they went down, I think, 11 in the third for, for a quick second. You're going to try to shoot your way back into it. Now, it's one thing. If, if you can get to the line and get fouls and take free throws, that's great. You know, three the hard way is – is there's no issues there. Um, but they have three point – they have – this team is designed and built to shoot threes. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to have nights like you did uh, against the Clippers or whoever where the, if they're not falling, then that's just it. And – there might be some teams that can get away with it a little bit more because they might have more of interior presence. Uh, but this Celtics team focuses on those threes. Even their bigs focus on threes, Porzingis and Horford. Like they don't have, you know, I guess Kata played tonight. So there's one guy that's not going to be focusing on threes, but that was uh, it, man. They've six yeah. of eight from three in the fourth quarter. They shoot 72% of the field in the fourth. They just got blazing hot. And that was it lights out. Yeah. They, they, they win the game. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say going away, but I mean, they friggin' they just blew by him at the end there. That was really impressive. Uh, fourth quarter by the Celtics. So an all around good win. I'm seeing some people saying that the Missoula press conference is, has been entertaining. 
Uh, I'm very curious as to why. Uh, Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today and you get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Boston to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. I'll say this, John, too, just going back to the threes. And and Scal mentioned this on the broadcast. This is kind of basically like coming out of halftime. How the Celtics react when the when the shots aren't falling is gonna is really gonna speak to how well they'll end up and how far they'll end up going. Because, and we've said this before, when they miss shots, they tend to sulk. They tend to start focusing on officiating or whatever it might be. I'm not saying that happened tonight, but generally speaking. They let their guard down on the defensive side if the shots aren't falling. They need to figure out a way to still play hard defensively when things aren't going their way offensively. And I think that's kind of what happened a little bit tonight um, with them against this team. They started missing some shots, some frustrating shots, getting frustrated, maybe not putting in the level of effort that they need to on the defensive end because it's the NBA. You, you, you can't just take games off and when you do – you see what happens. You see the Bucks. You see maybe a situation like uh, not a game, but if you take enough time off within a game, it can get away from you quickly. So they need to figure out how to still be engaged and play hard on the defensive end. And that's how you kind of get into the games when the threes aren't falling, John. You get stops defensively. You get out in transition. You tire the other team. Like they were making Zion run tonight. So he was getting winded. I think he had to call out a couple of times. They were attacking him. So, yeah, it was the threes on one hand, John. But if they didn't get out and make and get stops and, and run and transition and, and make uh, New Orleans work defensively. No, they played faster, too, and that was good. Yeah, and they, I don't and, think and they, they got back either. They got to the basket, too. They just – the threes also started falling. Um, there, I mean, dominant fourth. They got whatever they wanted there. Uh, so that was that was great. I, I'm really intrigued by this Missoula stuff. What's he's, going he's, on? He's just being weird uh, in in ways only Joe can be. Um, so I'll let the I'll let the uh, viewers kind of uh, determine for themselves. Well, I think we'll clip it for us for sure. When Ahmed clips it and sends it over, that's yeah. That's unless you ask him to make like some spicy uh, intro or outro or something for you. No, uh, I'm good with diverts, the outro. Yeah, we're good that for now. Diverts his attention. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ahmed came to my gig on Friday, John. So you're on the hot. Did seat. he? Yeah. So hasn't he come a bunch? He's like a group. Come to now. a few, yeah. He, he, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say anymore, but he's yeah. We have fun. We have a good time. Yeah, groupie. I'm not gonna say groupie. No, he's not a groupie, but he's got some. You ever watch? I think he's got some groupies. To be completely honest, you ever watch Flight of the Concords? 
Uh, you know what? I never really got, I know the show, but I never got into it. It was a little too like uh, it was a little too Portland for me. Kristen shout. No, that's New Zealand. It's the New Zealanders, Brett and Jermaine. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They're 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 a rock, they're a, they're a musical duo, and they yeah. have one fan. They have one fan, and it's Christian oh. Shaw. And so that's why I was going to make that joke with Amit. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know it. Yeah, Amit's Amit's in with the band. He's in with the He's band. In. I'll yeah. say that. Amit's on my VIP list for sure. So does this wash away the Clippers stank for you a little bit? No, not entirely. No, because again, this goes back to what I said after the Bucks loss. This goes back to what I said. Um, who? Oh, after the Denver loss. And I'll give the Pelicans credit. They're not a basement dwelling team, but they're not a championship contending team either. Does it wash it away? Does does it does it lessen the stench? Sure, it does. Because you know why? I like that they won this game, Jim. Because if they lose tonight. Now they've got a back-to-back tomorrow with Indy. And now we're talking about, oh, God, maybe a losing streak. And it's like it could all of a sudden spiral. So I do like the fight, and I like the recovery they made in this game. But it doesn't it doesn't take away from a stinker uh, against a title contender in, in, the, in the Clippers. And, again, I go back to the games that they've lost this year. They've lost to the Sixers. They've lost to the Bucks, They've lost to the Nuggets. They've lost to the Clippers. They're losing to all the teams that they're going to see – either in the Eastern Conference champ, uh, Finals or in the NBA Finals. So those games are never just going to disappear for me. It's great to it's great to bounce back and get the wins uh, from everybody else, but I still care about those games. And that's why I care when they no-show or when they get blown out because you like to, those are those are litmus tests for me. And so I want good competitive games. I want wins in the end. So that's my answer to that. But What's up, I, that being what's up, said, it's still a nice, still a nice win for them. It is a nice win. Um, I I agree. I think people got a little. People got cream. really. People got triggered, Jimmy. You got foggy again. Yeah, I know. It's it's you know what, I think it's the new thing we're doing here. But whatever. Okay. Yeah. Blame the tech. Um, the we're doing here. Blame the tech. Um, the um, welcome ice cream. Uh, yeah. Joe's comments are about entitlement. We'll get that in a little bit here. Um, Look at me now. Yeah, we beat those teams too, but they're like they're like five and six against them, Kess. It's not the end of the world. That's not you know? good. That's not a good record, John. Last I not, checked, that's a losing record. Look, I mean, the best teams are going to play each other in and around five hundred. Um, so it's not great. It's but you fine. lost OKC. You did come back and you beat Minnesota. You just lost recently. You also lost to Minnesota. And you lost to Minnesota. You lost to Philly. So I you mean, you've had a Philly. couple. So, yeah, it, yeah. It's it's listen. It's they're floating around five hundred, which. I'm, I can't expect them to go undefeated against these teams, but you asked me if it washes away the stench from the Clippers. It doesn't wash it away. They got absolutely embarrassed, um, and they've gotten embarrassed a, a couple of times this year. And so I, I don't, I don't like that trend. I don't like the idea of just, you know, throwing in the towel in the middle of these games like we've seen. So I want to address this one. I think people do put them all in the same bucket, and, and they're not in the same bucket. The reason people bring those up is. This Celtics are good enough to sleepwalk their way through most games. Celtics team this year has played bad games and won against bad teams. Um, other teams, other Celtics teams didn't do that as much. They would have letdowns against bad teams, which would be frustrating as hell, but more excusable than than giving your best shot with a full roster against a good team and losing. That tells you a little more. So, yes, 
it's not the end of the world. It just means more. I actually think that I think the OKC just lost to Detroit. I think the let I think the emotional letdown when you look past a team doesn't bother me at all. It really okay. doesn't. It's annoying, but I don't rant over those. I don't rant over the losses against bad teams either. But when you talk about them, um, or when you when you watch them, they they hold more weight because you both teams want to make a the the Clippers came in and they had they wanted to send a message because they got friggin' embarrassed. It mm-hmm. was without Kawhi. They got embarrassed in LA. They came here and they friggin' put it to you. Denver beat you on your home court. They're, they're getting up for you the same way you're getting up for them. So you're getting their best shot. Right. And that doesn't mean like you, I expect them it to doesn't win mean them. you're going to lose to them if you face them. But you're like, okay, wow, that was a loss. I you'd feel better about a win in the same way. And again, I don't know why fans go get get this way. If you rip through. Denver, the Clippers, Minnesota, OKC, and Philly, and we're 5-0. and Are you telling me fans wouldn't be like, look how they've played against the contenders? It's both ways, guys. It doesn't mean because you beat the contenders you would beat them in the finals, but you'll puff your chest out a little bit about it. If you really? lose to them, you're going to be like, oh, so we lost. Yeah. Okay. kind of like knocks you down a peg or ways. two. That's it. It just knocks you down a peg or two. That's it. Yeah. Yes, no, Brandon, you're not happy. No, I'm just addressing your nonsense. That's all, okay? You're going to be that kind of fan. Uh, you, that's what I'm going to say. That's it. I'm sorry, buddy. If, if, I mean, we're I mean, talking like, about this game. We're talking about bigger picture stuff. We're that's the thing, yeah. Up. If we're yeah. talking about just this game, yeah, I have nothing to be, uh, you know, like I'm I'm happy that we, we, we talked about it. Like they started off cold. I love the way that they responded. And they're the doing this half. without Porzingis too, which is huge. Because he's sure. monstrous, but yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, I don't want to repeat myself. I feel like I made it very clear that I was impressed by the way that they came back in the second half. They were down 11 yep. in the fourth, I think, or at least nine in the fourth. And Derek White got hot. Jason Tatum made uh, some, again, I tweeted about this too. There was a play in that fourth quarter. I think it was either the third or the fourth where he got called for an offensive foul. It, was, uh, it looked like McCollum kind of flopped a little bit, but he got hit in the mouth. They called Tatum for it. Tatum, you know, kind of waved off the ref, which maybe maybe he got lucky and didn't get teed up for that. But on the very next play, what did he do? He he saw a, he saw a pass being made, and he he made the steal on it off McCollum, and then he made a nice pass to Holiday, and Holiday went in for the for the um for the and one layup, and and that was off and McCollum fouled him. So it was like that's the response you want from these guys. So that was a perfect example of just again, I, maybe a little bit of maturity there. Staying in yep. the game, staying staying locked in, not letting the referees or the opponent get under your skin, and making the right play on the very next possession and flipping the game in that way. So, I love that for I love that from Tatum tonight. So there yeah, was a lot I, of good moments in game, this game in general. I liked winning a little ugly. Um, yeah, like I like I like it being gross. Like this felt bad. It felt bad, right? For a lot of the game, didn't feel yeah. good at all. You oh, were, ugly. didn't get into a rhythm. You knew you were short. You knew the personnel you were missing was affecting how the game was going. You weren't hitting your threes again, and you're starting to worry about like, uh-oh, is this like kind of a funk or not? Nah, it's too it's too short to say regression to the mean, but like you know, like we saw what happened last year, ridiculously hot for a while, and then it came down. It was like, uh-oh. So all, if this team went on a stretch of like ten games, fifteen games, shooting thirty-two percent from three, does that change? everything about the perception of the team so yeah you get a little you see you see them not falling again and like oh i don't like that at all and they right. toughed it out i like that a lot and they did it you know 
they got timely baskets from Hauser and from uh, Hauser had a huge three. Yep. From whatever Kata with the dime, Kata with the play of the day, uh, the dime to Hauser uh, for the dunk. That was great. Those back to backs were terrific there in the third quarter. That pushed him up and gave him a lead. Great. It was a good game. It was a good game. I counted. I counted zero Kata tweets from Bobby. I think I counted zero. So I'm curious about this comment here. <laughs> I don't know if that's true actually. What's that? TJ five thirty seven writes. In reality, we're missing something to change our opinion of this guys. What, what are you, they what could are you be talking about? about you and me. They could be talking about the Celtics. I do wonder if it's like you're still waiting for that. Maybe you know what it is, Jimmy. Maybe I I, I might misinterpret this comment, but I'm going with it anyway. I guess what people are looking for is um like certainty, right? You know, like. You want to see that thing that makes you feel like definitely mm-hmm. this is it, right? Because I wouldn't say you've been fooled, but you've gotten your hopes up, you know, now for multiple years. And I know people kind of like to ride that whole, oh, the Eastern Conference Finals and stuff like that, which is great. But the reality is you're just not good enough to get there, not good enough to win it. And like this year feels like you are. So I guess any indication that you might not be, is it kind of heightens everybody's senses. We see how the chat reacts after. I mean, the Clippers was, you should have seen it here. Holy crap, man. This place, I was trying, I was cheering people up. Another like, relax, everybody. It was, we're fine. Everybody chill. People were freak fire. Joe, these guys suck. Tatum's never going to win it like this. Brown's contract was a waste. It got, it got grisly in here. It got really, really, really ugly. Um, but that's the thing. You want to just feel good, right? Was it as bad as they said, in your opinion? They got, not. They got killed, Obviously man. not. But they got yeah, killed. I'll say this about you, John. Maybe this is just this year. What? You've been relatively non-panic. Like, we may have to change the panic meter. Because you haven't really – I want to say you haven't really cared much about any of these losses. Because I'm kind of here – I, I, I kind of think that it's nothing – It's you know how you felt – I'll put it this way. For about 15 years covering the Patriots or, or longer, you know, it, nothing mattered. Nothing mattered. There were two games in the season, the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl. That's all – nothing mattered. So they could play yeah. like ass in a game and be like, who cares? They're going to go here. It's so like you realize how good this team is. None of it really matters. It's like when you get to that point in the playoffs, are these guys who have let you down in the past going to not let you down this time? It's all anyone cares about, right? You know, I'm not before I get angry because here's why I would get angry before just to understand it. Like I didn't like these guys. Like I didn't like what they were doing. I didn't think they had the pieces. I didn't like the way the Jays were playing. I didn't think they could do it on their own. I thought they needed help. I wasn't a Marcus guy. I didn't Mm -hmm. buy it. I never bought it. I buy this team because I think they've got it. So now you're just waiting till you get to the playoffs and just to see. So do they actually have it? And if they do, you'll just feel good about it. But I think Kess is right. You're never going to get there. You're never going to feel good. like so good that they've got it locked up. I'm never going to feel that bad because I know how good they are. If they, if they're healthy, they get there. That's when we're going to kind of make our decision-making, but I'm not getting high and low with a lot of things because I've seen enough to know it's not the same thing. They they're able to, they're able to 
win games like this when they're playing bad. They're able to execute down the stretch. They're able to win games with their defense. They're able to they, – they've won games a lot of different ways. It's it's much different. It's much better. But you just got to see how it's going to play in the playoffs or whether Tatum and Brown step it up whenever, whenever – all the other teams do, you know? Yeah. No, so I that's, think that's why I'm not freaking this year because before I had issues, a lot of issues with the team. I don't have issues with this team or how they're playing or when they shoot too many threes. They'll have good nights, bad nights, but I like this team and I think they've got it. We'll just see what happens. So yeah, that, I, that's where I'm at. I think there's a lot of truth to that. I yeah. my, my only I guess my only concern is probably something that doesn't exist, which is I not wanting this to turn into a trend where they do lose, they do start to play you know, lazy basketball for the next 20 games because they're bored and they just want to get to the playoffs. Like you say, and like they're, and they know that they look at the standings and they're a one seed and that it's really their, their conference to lose. You know, I'm all about trying to build good habits going into those playoffs. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not freaking out after a loss, but I'm making a note of it and saying, okay, that was a weird game. This one was also weird. Not this one tonight, but just game X was a weird game. And trying to take, you know, what are they taking from those games? Or what's Joe Mazzua taking from those games? Now, Joe seems to downplay a lot of these games, much like you do. So maybe you two are like two peas in a pod in that <laughs> You're no, a lot more similar like, than you think. Uh, I'm saying I've seen enough in the regular season to not, to, to feel good about the team in general. I right. don't know but what. They, the Celtics do not have a Tom Brady and they do not have a Bill Belichick. And they have not ever won anything yet either. So that would be... G- where the Jimmy, would it ends. would it stun you? Would it stun you? I mean, again, it's like I, I, think this team, I mean, again, Miami's the eighth seed right now. Would it stun you if they lost a one-eight matchup to Miami? Stun you? I mean, the Celtics? No, no, it wouldn't, no. right? Oh, I mean, this this team, yeah, I think it kind of would. They just dismantled the Heat too. I know that's just an example you're giving for an eight seed, but like. To your point and to your credit, John, I agree with you that this Celtics team, I feel a lot better about it than yeah, I have yeah. past teams. So, yeah, that would stun me. But I've talked about this already. The second round is not going to be easy. You're going to end up probably with the Pacers, maybe. That's, that's what I mean. It's like I picked the Heat because even that wouldn't be a cupcake. No, but like in the second round, either. Pacers, Knicks, whomever, you know. Yeah, no, it, I know. It, it, all of that feels like – Far from a certainty. So, um, yeah, I think they're better than these teams. I said series. it the other day. Yeah. I think they have – I think there actually is a slight separation between them and the, and the pack uh, in this year. I think it's them and then everyone else. I don't think they're that far behind. But I think the, the, the two, three, four, five are actually pretty tightly packed together. And the Celtics, I think, are a, a, a bit above them. But not – until we get there, we're not going to we're not gonna know. That's kind of – They that, are a bit above that's them. That's just to explain – that's just to explain why I'm not – yeah, like I mean the seven game freaking, series. Yeah, the seven game yeah. series switches, you know, changes things up too. I mean, it, coaching becomes more important. I think in a playoff series, adjustments mid series, yeah, becomes a little bit more of a chess match. So, you know, how do you feel about that? You know, I guess that's something that you'll cross. And then, again, just going out and doing it. You know, you we 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 keep saying that they can do it, they can do it, but we need to actually see them do it. We do. We do. Uh, we're going to hear from Joe Mazzula. We're going to hear from Bobby Manning. Ridiculous things from Bobby. I'm preparing you guys. I'm telling you. Um, and I just went through Josue. his tweets. I went through his tweets, and yeah, he's like, 
five straight points off Zion turnovers, but, 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 you know what I mean? It's like stuff like that. He's just agenda, oh, so agenda. agenda, agenda, agenda. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Back to the game. One last thing. <laughs> on FanDuel, one last thing on FanDuel. I, 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 okay, yeah. I tossed in a quick, um, I tossed in a bet at halftime on the Celtics plus two and a half. That's how, that's how Vegas had this, this game tonight, you know, because the Celtics were down by whatever it was they were down. Plus two and a half. I think it was a little before halftime. <coughs> Do we want to hear from Weird Joe? You got to keep the live bets. You got to keep check. The, you got to check FanDuel during the game. If you think the Celtics are, let's say the Celtics are down 10 or 12, but you don't think they're playing horrible. That's good value. You put in the live bet, put in your $5 FanDuel bet. Celtics make their comeback. You win the bet. And then you've got $200 to work with for the Super Bowl. Okay. <clears throat> I'm down. It's a value uh, bet. I'm down. Hey, we've addressed this one, Ethan. I don't know. Here, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say about it. Um. Yes, I. I yes, ish. But also, Ime is the type of guy that a team could tune out. Also, um, because he's hard. And he could be a bit of an ass. And sometimes people don't want to hear that. So you never know who the right guy for what team is. I'll say this about Ime, and I'll put that I'll put it to bed once and for all. Ime was the right guy for no the team intended. he coached. <laughs> Jimmy. Ime was the right guy. Couldn't help himself. That's what she said. Ime was 100% the right guy for that team he coached. That team needed a slap upside the head and he gave it to him and he turned him around and he made them a friggin' killer and he got him to the finals. I don't know if he's the right guy for this team. I don't know. So, yeah. I'm going to answer that by saying, I think that it hurt them last year. I think he may get them back to the, to the finals. And I think they maybe even win it. Um, but I thought they lacked toughness last year and we saw that against the heat and I don't think it matters this year. I don't think the may thing matters at all this year. So yeah. it's over. It's over and done with. Yeah, it's over and done with. It's over and done with. You 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 may or may not love Joe, but I think continuing with the email stuff, I think is is silly at this point. If you didn't like Joe, you could have gotten someone else. So at this point, it's on management. Um, if you wanted, if you want to be the Bucks, and Brad doesn't think Joe's the guy, you can do the Adrian Griffin right now and get yeah. spicy with it. That you, is you got else. assistance on there too. If you really didn't like the guy, great. You you can you've got options. You're the Celtics, okay? Um, so you can do something. Yeah, the balls. So, uh, but I don't know what I'm I don't know what I'm throwing to here, but I'm told Joe did weird stuff a couple times. Here's the first one. I don't know how weird this is, but this was Joe talking about expectations or entitlement, I should say. And I can't tell if he's like digging at his team or the unfair expectations around it. You brought up the sense of entitlement a couple of times. Um, I don't think it's the team personally. I think it's just this general narrative of like it's supposed to go our way all the time. So do you think that's just outsiders thinking, you know, the Celtics should 
be wiping everybody off the court? Like what? I didn't say that. So tell, can but you yes. tell me what this is? I just think it's, an, I just, <laughs> yeah, I just think this, it just happens, you know, it just happens. And, uh, you know, it's just, just like, like, you know, being down 10 in the, in, in the NBA is really not like foreign to like the 99 percentile of the NBA. Like that happens all the time, you know? And so like at halftime I said that, I was like, what, what are we doing? Like it's a 10 point game. It's three possessions, you know, in an NBA game. And so, or the idea of having to like go battle for a win, like earn a win. It's like, Celtics have to earn a win tonight? It's like, yeah, playing in the NBA. It's a good team, you know? And so, like, we can't lose sight of the fact that, like, we have to earn a win every night. It's going to be just as hard tomorrow. It doesn't matter if the record's 5-20 and 20 or they're undefeated. Like, you see it all around the league, you know? So I'm fine with that. It's fine, but it's, again, it's Joe versus the media. And basically, like, is it? I didn't even. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you why it is. It's actually it's. I speak Joe now. I can decipher this pretty easily. Okay. (laughs) What it means it what it means is, you all think we're king shit, and we we should come out here and eviscerate every team that's on that's lower than us. And NBA teams are good, and we have to play hard out of the time, and sometimes it's going to be ugly, and we're not perfect either, and it's about the process, and it's about how we go about it, but if we don't go out there and blow these teams out, you guys ask us questions about how we didn't do this and didn't do that, or blah, 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 and basically it's your expectations of the team. I don't Entitlement is the wrong word. Uh, because entitlement makes it sound like it's the players. What he means is the media expectations or the outside expectations of the team and how the narrative around the team is shaped by it, which is if you don't kill them, you did something wrong. And what he's doing is defending his team against that. Make sense? Yeah, that makes sense the way you put it. I took it a little bit more where he was telling his players like, hey, yeah, like we, like none of this is given. He's in his feelings again, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's fine. I mean, uh, sure, I, I get that. I, I get that. So he's basically just. Saying, I think like, people are seeing hey. it too. T- Tatum's got it. Yeah. Right. I think. But it's also the excuses for poor play. I think there's just a lot of defense of the team, you know. Um, so. Or is he telling so his yeah. guys like, you don't have the opportunity to coast when you do? This is what happens. Like we do need to play hard. Doesn't matter who you're playing. We need to play hard and we need to compete. It's the NBA, and it's the one percent of the one percent uh in the world and if you take nights off you're gonna end up sitting the second half or you're gonna sit in the fourth quarter because things got things got out of hand quickly i don't know if that had any part of that message or if it's just strictly yeah. him saying what do you guys expect of course it's gonna be hard it's the nba like yeah stupid. like uh, we're human we play different games these are good teams but you know i, I think it's kind of like you know, you, you guys are da- you guys get hard on us when we're not being this way. And it's again, you know, a little bit of oversensitivity, but I don't give a crap. I don't, I don't just don't get it after a win. I don't know what the line of questioning was there, um, but, um, but that's what it was. I'm also told he and Bobby had a weird exchange. In this, I'm already nervous to play. I, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I don't just know what it, it is. But I'm gonna play it. Joe, you talked a lot before the game about pulling lessons from a game. Do you even pull lessons from a half after that first half, especially the way you came out in the second and applied them on some of those runs and even some of the runs they went on in the second half? I, I, I'd like to get your take. You thought the second quarter was bad? Uh, 25 points. We, gave up, we only gave up 24. 
Yeah, but in terms of the offense, oh, how that went yeah. better in the second half. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the key, right? Is uh, I think we the first half is uh, there's like this sense of entitlement where like we're just supposed to play like amazing basketball every quarter, every game, and that's just not how it works. And like what I said to the guys at halftime was like it felt like it was we gave up 24 points, like it was 25 to 24, we won the quarter after giving up 36, and so like. Uh, this expectation of it's supposed to go a certain way all the time is it can be extremely unhealthy and we have to just continue to play regardless of whether you know down five up eight it doesn't matter and so like I, I thought the momentum changed for us in the second quarter uh, when we finally started to defend gave up a 24 point quarter uh, loved the process of the shots that we got in the second quarter and we can't be defined by uh, a result and so if we're going to only play um, we're only going to feel good about ourselves when the ball's going in, and that's a recipe for short-term success. And I thought that was what the issue was in the second quarter, but I thought we played great. So I would say uh, that three quarters of basketball was kind of who we were. Okay, so that makes that must have been asked before the second clip that we played, the first clip that we played, because that makes more sense that he's talking about expectations on the outside, not on the inside. You, you, you know what I mean? I just say, I've said this before. We can pick on Bobby. You guys can't pick on Bobby. Right. Okay. So I don't like that, Joe, but that's okay. Um, again, it's the. It's clear yeah, that he's talking. Clear. It's clear that what you said, your interpretation of his first clip that we played, it's clear that you're, that you were right yeah. on that. But. And I honestly don't mind these things. I just don't even know why, why you need to be defensive in a win um, here. These aren't scathing, but like difficult questions. Um, at this point, I'm not, I'm confused by it, but yeah, I, I just don't see, I don't see the, I don't see the need. I don't see, I don't see what's, I don't see what's both, both the questions. I it just, I just don't see the benefit of it. I don't get it. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, they, they scored 25 points in the first, in each of the first two quarters. Like typically that's low scoring for them. So I think it's fair for Bobby to bring up that, that aspect of it. It's, yeah. Okay. They clamped down a little bit on the defensive side, but the whole point of what he was talking about was offensively so yeah i don't really see, see the need to ask it's like you actually don't care what bobby thinks of the first of the second quarter so don't say oh i'm interested in what you think you tell me like that's no right. you actually don't give a shit so that's all right. whatever and and this is exactly right this is basically what here's the thing here's the secret it's not a secret every player in every sport and every coach in every sport thinks everyone asking them a question knows nothing, and they're right. Nobody in that room knows what they're talking about within a mile of these guys. They're not even close. The, the, the things that these guys see and the, and the complexity of the, of the game and how they view it, I'm, and I'm talking everything, angles, how they approach – I mean, they're they are – they dissect it in such a granular level. We're just Neanderthals trying to say, even the people who think they know stuff don't know anything. And so, yes. Oh, you know, you know, ball, you know, ball. John. This is the contract between no nothing reporters and the people who answer the questions. You kind of let it go because they, if you, if you had this feeling all the time, every answer would be like this. Every single one, because nobody is entitled to ask a question because they don't understand on a level, on a high enough level to be able to question these guys about why did this happen and how, how did this go that way? It's just about 
the kind of the professional exchange and the dance that you do in the back and forth. That's all it is. And some people call it out, you know? Um, well, and uh, Joe, 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 Joe likes to call it out. But again, nobody in that room knows, knows, like I said, everyone in that room, even the people who know basketball great are, are in, are had just graduated kindergarten and Joe has a PhD. Like it's not, it's not even close. But I don't think, I mean, and I'm that's not, not insulting. It's not I'm insulting. Not they're that, they're that, Good. They're that good. Right, but I, I they, they, they know I'm not that gonna much. I'm not gonna speak for all the other, any of the other reporters, but when I was covering teams, I didn't go in there. I went in there to try to ask questions so that I could relay the information and explain it to other yeah, people yeah, yeah. who also don't Tell me know what happened. Tell anything. me what happened. Right. Yeah. So like I think that originally was what the reporter's job but was when they feel challenged kind of evolved over the years now where everyone yeah. is, is an analyst too and they want to break down the film and go by all means, please do. But I think that's what where there's uh, maybe more of a back and forth between reporters and coaches, reporters and players when the reporter wants to tell you uh, or wants to shape the question in a way that's kind of insinuating something or telling you something that you're doing wrong or yeah, yeah. or whatever. Instead of just asking and saying, hey, like, I'm just asking this question so that I could fill a quote for my story on what happened tonight. You know what I mean? So it's just changed over the years. But I can understand why. It players does. or coaches would be like, dude, like, shut up. Like what you, what when you, they feel challenged, when, when Joe, when they feel challenged, what is it you saw that you didn't like? They basically right. like they might be asking a relevant question. He just doesn't think you have the right to the question. And again, he, they're not wrong. I, 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 so I get, I get where they're coming from on it. I think that's kind of what it is there. Um, yeah. But yeah. But don't come um, at Bobby. Only we come at Bobby. Only we do that. Uh, we're going to wrap this in a little bit. I'm not waiting for Bobby uh, if he's going to take an hour. Just not going to do it, Jimmy. Joe Sway there? Uh, you know what? I'm handing the show to those guys. Yeah, I thought they'd be on by now. It's we're almost, a, we're almost an hour in. Yeah, we're almost an hour in. And these guys aren't supposed to make you wait after a win. Right? No, no they're not. What? Maybe they're talking to not Zion. Them. Maybe they're... Uh... Snacking in the visitors' locker room with the rest of the Pelicans. What do you think? Does uh, Pacers tomorrow on a back-to-back? You think Porzingis plays? I'm going to say yes. I do think he plays. He wants to play. I saw him out. He was out practicing, wasn't he? Or I saw him like some video shooting around or whatever. I think that they know Al's not going to play tomorrow, and so they said, "Let's hold Porzingis out one more." I kind of think so too, right? They keep saying they're not worried about the ankle. So okay, if you're not worried about it, then. Put him in there. Let's see, see what's going on. <laughs> All right, John. We'll hang a little bit. Thank, thank you for the thank you for the plea. I, I like this. that. I need this. <laughs> Dude, Jimmy, need my this. kids, my kids, my kids haven't been in school for eight days. Oh buddy. my god! Yeah, that's crazy. Any any uh progress today? No, this is my strike beard. Yeah. What's your opinion? No, I'm just kidding. Don't answer that. No, you don't want to hear it. <laughs> Yeah, that's tough. I, I, I don't even. Yeah, it's a tough situation over there. So for people who don't know, John lives in Newton, Massachusetts, and all the teachers are on strike. <laughs> so he's. Uh, what are you? Are you playing like uh, daddy daycare over there this week? A little bit. Wow. I'm look. I'm looking after 18 kids tomorrow. Wow. Thoughts and prayers to all those. I children. know. I know exactly. How did, you, how did that end up happening? Um, is that to so, force the teacher's hands and say, look what you're doing to our kids. This animal. <laughs> yeah. 
Look what they're forced to listen to. Fezzedin, yeah. My daughter practices soccer there. Um, sit them in front of the garden report. No, so one of the um, one of the parent organizations. Um, they 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 arranged it where like some middle schoolers are like trying to entertain kids at like you know the basement of this such and such, and they need like a per, a parent to keep them from like dying. And I'm uh, that guy tomorrow. So. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, good luck. Yeah. Not yeah, good luck to exactly. the kids, not to you. Good luck to the kids. Good luck to the kids. Yeah, I'm well, that guy. Jimmy, your Pacers tomorrow. What do you think? Listen, you know I'm a huge Pacers guy, but I'm, uh, and uh, I, I'm very intrigued by the Pacers after this trade that they that they made. Um, I do think that they're a top four, easily a top four team. I think I had said, I think I had said top three. But it's hard for me to really say one way or the other if they're better than the Sixers or the Bucks until I see a little bit more um, with them. But was it the last game they played where Halliburton got hurt? I think it was uh, in the middle of that game. We did that split. So um, yeah, I yeah. teach ball. I want to see them. I want to see both teams full strength going at it. Oh, super service. I'm right down the street. We're at danger. Anyway, go ahead. You don't actually care. I do care. Halliburton. No, I'm just excited for the last one. I'm excited for the game. It's just two like hot, like entertaining teams. Both have really good offenses. I like what the Pacers do to teams. They, they really make, make you run. They make, again, it's like, I said this to Bobby or whoever, I think it was Bobby or no, it was you. If you're the Celtics, you can't fall into their trap, which is playing their game, which is, Shots, 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 offense, 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 offense. It's very rare that you're going to out offense the Pacers. What you need to do is try to slow them down, play hard on the defensive end, and get physical with them. That's the one thing I'll say about the Pacers. I don't like playing the Pacers. Yeah. Get out and run. You have to be tough and physical with them. <laughs> slow them down. Knock them to the ground. Don't be dirty. But I don't think the Pacers want to get into a defensive game with anybody. They want to just shoot. They want to be flashy. They want to dance around. Tyrese Halliburton wants to be, uh, you know, Steph Curry 2.0 now and all this stuff. And I think the Celtics can't fall into that trap. They can't let – what's his name? What's his name? Mc, 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 uh, my guy, McConnell, TJ McConnell. They can't let TJ McConnell run the show like they did I don't game. like this notion of slow – Play. John, they you can't can, let TJ McConnell run laps around them like that's like all he that did. happened last time. Make shots, defend. Just you know, that's it. Yeah, you have to defend. You but you can't get into a running gun type game with this Pacers team. That's what they want. They want to maximize possessions more than you do. So McConnell was the X factor in that game after Halliburton went out, and they had no answer for him. They just let him run around, and run laps around them. So. I, I I like that they have some film to go off of now after that because that was unacceptable. So I'm excited for the game. That's my take. What's yeah, yours? I think Nick is taking over effective immediately. <laughs> oh God, that would be something. Yeah. That would be a boomer yeah. show. Yeah. Um so yeah. And that's yeah, that's where we're at. Jimmy, are you comfortable rapping? Well, did we hear from Bobby at all? I'd like to get his take. No, no idea. Where the F are you? So I will agree with this comment. 
soda pop. Um, I did not for one second doubt the 2018 was winning the title. I didn't at one point at any point in time throughout the course of the whole season, they struggled in a real crap seven game series with Atlanta was the most lopsided seven game series in the history of sports. They won every, every game they won, they won by like 35 points and then they lost, you know, that was was a weird series. And then they just, I, I just never, they just never let up. I never at any point thought they weren't going to win that. I actually felt the same way about that team up until KG got hurt in 2009 too. I was like, they're going to steamroll to a title this year. Um, And so you're right. That's a little different. Um, But there's more parity now. There's so many good teams. Uh, there's so much talent in the league. Uh, it, it's it's crazy. It's some really, really, really good. And you can't even uh, you can't teams. even win the way that they won anymore. You can't win playing defense the way that they were able to do it. Like you can't be physical the way that they were physical. You can't have a guy like, you know, I feel like Garnett wouldn't even be in the. <laughs> Sounds crazy to say, but Garnett wouldn't wouldn't be able to do half the stuff that he was able to do probably for most of his career. So, yeah, it, it's it's a, it's a different league now. There's talent all the way up and down, and maybe that's what Missoula's talking about a little bit. And like, hey, like n- none of these games are given; they all have to be earned. <laughs> right. So, that's what we can expect, I guess. Competitive, competitive playoff. Nothing from Bobby. Nothing from Joe Sway. Nothing we can do, guys. They're they're deep. Yeah. Um. What else is going on? Deep into it. What else is going on in the league right now? Anything? Um. I think we're interviewing Sean McVay's dentist and his uh his barber tomorrow to see if they can uh, you know, they they might be interested in the offensive coordinator. Oh my god! You might as well at this point. (laughs) Can we do Patriots for a second? Why wait for Bobby? Can we just do a few minutes? Okay. So, can I just – I'm going to throw it to you because I want to make sure that I'm not going, taking crazy pills here. Patriots obviously had a problem, front office, coaching, all the way, to, all the way down. They, so they, they got rid of Belichick, which I think they probably should have done and they needed to do. But why did it just end there? I didn't think it was going to stop there. I thought that that would have just been like everybody was going after that. Instead, it's the complete opposite. They're hiring people who have been with the team, who left the team, who are coming back with the team. Uh, this guy, Kaylee, who was the freaking tight ends coach for like five years in New England. And then he just went to be the tight ends coach in St. Louis. It's not like he got it. You know what I mean? It's like, and now all of a sudden he's qualified to be the offensive coordinator. Nobody knew who this guy was for his entire time in New England. And by the way, the tight ends absolutely sucked for the past like five years here. I mean, has, has a tight end done shit? Excuse my language. So I'm not thrilled about that as an offensive coordinator. They signed a defensive coordinator with no experience as a defensive coordinator. And I'm Team Mayo, but he has no experience either. So very, very uh, interesting. And they're not hiring a GM. So I don't know who's running this ghost ship currently. I really don't know what's going to happen. I, I, You know what it is, John? I'm like, I didn't know it was going to be this bad when it all ended, I knew it was all going to end, but I just didn't know that it was, we were, we were going to be faced with a situation of like total doom and gloom. And I mean, total doom and gloom. I thought that there'd be a couple of guys hanging out. Uh, I thought there'd be a, a guy waiting to coach. I thought there'd be some good players. There is nothing. So that's my, that's my Patriots rant. And maybe I'm overreacting, but I 
don't think that I am. I think I'm pretty real, pretty realistic. Now, the only saving grace is that they absolutely nail this third overall pick. That's their only saving grace. And I'm not saying I know who it is, but they just have to nail it. It's not my uh, job to know who it is. It's just my job to complain about it if they don't nail it. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm already mad. Every draft I get pre mad because I'm just gonna. I'm just waiting for it to be angry about the pick. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I. I, I can't get deep. I, I can't go into it. I, I just. I'm in a. Yeah. I'm in a. I'm in. I'm in a good headspace right now. I don't. <laughs> I just need to say it's weird too because I don't have anywhere anywhere else to. My friends don't want to hear me anymore. I'm completely. I'm completely tuned out. <laughs> by them so i need to say it to anybody who will listen yeah it's it's bad and i do, look i said this once and i'll say it one last time i do not understand this like obsession with continuity people who are familiar with the system the patriot way this guy coached here he knows us oh hire from within look i don't give a crap if if the dudes are aliens and like they've i don't care who you bring in here this idea of the patriot way somehow continuing on post bill and brady is ludicrous it's ludicrous just yeah. get good people. I don't care where they're from. Why do you think recycling people who have some experience here is is the right play? I don't get it. There is nothing to continue. As I've said, nothing. The, the ML Carr, Chris Ford Celtics were not a continuation of the Casey Jones, Larry Bird. Cel- they're not. Like, it doesn't matter. No, they weren't, John, but they, we... We lost a lot of Celtic pride over that stretch post bird, but the things went Celtics pride very fast, and then it had Celtics to pride come back. isn't a thing. Celtics pride was red our oh contraire, my friend, it is a thing. It was those dominant teams that owned the NBA, and then a really great run from those guys. Oh, it was just dominance year after year after year. The second they're gone, you're just another team. There's no, it doesn't. Tr- Pride and all of that doesn't translate over. Every team has a pocket of time in their history they can draw back from and be like, oh, this was the good old days, you know, like when we played like this and when right. we won title. It doesn't matter. Like the Celtics just had a much, much longer one. But when you're 40 years removed from it, you know, like the Patriots five years from now, three, the Brady Belt, it's over. It's been over. There's nothing resembling those Patriots anymore. Completely you just need good players. Gone. You need good players. You just need good everything. I don't care where you get them, right? Sure. No, I don't care where you get them either. You just got to get them, and you got to keep them, and, you, and that's how you sort of that's how you instill a new Patriot way with the new crop of players. It's not going to have anything to do with the guys who were there. It has nothing to do with Teddy Bruschi and Willie and, McGinnis and Tom Brady, and as just just like it has nothing to do with the second iteration of them, Edelman and Gronk and whoever else. It's it's going to be a new crop of players, but you got to get them in the, in the door and you got to keep them and you got to build around those guys. You don't, yeah, it's not carrying over. It's a yeah, new it's not. generation. What carries it over is the fans and the interest. So if you keep winning like the Celtics did, it stays that way because the passion is there. It means something because it means a lot to a lot of people. You right. dip in and out, you lose people along the way. And so it matters less. And so this notion of like it being a thing is great. 
you know, but like the Celtics, like I said, they've won one title in 40 years, you know, like most people, most NBA fans currently are like, what? You know what I mean? Is like, it, mm-hmm. it's great, but Boston is great. Like we like basketball. So when basketball is good here, everything is great, you know? Um, and that's kind of what makes it a big thing. It's the fans, honestly, more than it is like the totally. playing for the Celtics. So the fans here are, are what make it, you know, are what make it good. So anyway, that's it. We're an hour in and we don't have Bobby and Josue. I got no choice but to wrap it, Jimmy. I got one more question for you. Thoughts on the Lions choke job last night. Or do you blame Dan Campbell? Like what? what's, what's your take? I don't blame Dan Campbell. I would have kicked the field goal for sure. But I don't blame Dan Campbell. I don't. I, I uh, the most egregious thing was running a run play when you when you had three timeouts and you had to burn one on the goal line there, forcing yeah, an outside kick, and that that's the only super egregious thing. I don't get. I don't get not kicking the field goal there because you might still get the ball back. So just play it, play it even. Take the, just it's a set. It's now a, it's now it's now a seven minute game. You know, go out there, stop them, or let them score, and then go score again. But right. you want to be within one score. It's the most important thing, you know. Like that really, really matters. So I might have. That's the. I would have kicked the field goal, but I, you know, he, analytics he ruining it. the game. No, that's the dumbest thing ever, and I'm so tired of these boomers that are out there and say it. It they, those guys never surface when that shit works. You know, <laughs> they never do. I, I, I. This is. I've been saying this my whole life. I'd be going for fourth down everywhere on the field. I think it's so dumb that you keep giving the ball back to the team. Fourth and one everywhere, you go for it. And finally, teams started doing it, like Philly tush-pushing on their own 20. Yeah. Great. Keep the ball. People are freaking My out God. about that, too. No, I love it. So, all right, we're going to wrap. We got another one tomorrow. So, no no yeah. garden, no garden presence tonight. We apologize, but we'll yeah. see you guys later. All right? Stay for the outro. We'll save for the outro. Wait, Ahmed's got an outro for us, I think. No, he doesn't. He said he was going to work on an outro. He had a phenomenal game. Phenomenal game. <laughs> Porford's out. I, don't, I think it's an option. <laughs> that did not sound like a chair. It was a freaking chair. It does sound like a chair.